Welcome to The Land of Aru, a fan cast of Carcerum the Series, presented by the American Council for the Blind, Sunday edition with Anthony, and supported by Shane Salk Productions. Welcome, welcome, welcome to In the Land of Aru, a Carcerum fan cast. I'm your host, Anthony Corona, here as always with Shane of Shane Salk Productions, the genius behind Carcerum. Shane, how you doing? I'm doing very well. It's a very exciting week. Uh, yeah, you got any butterflies? <laughs> uh, more like uh, scorpions and pterodactyls. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. So um, for those of you who did not listen to last week's episode, in just a couple of hours, you know, maybe what, 28, 29, you're going to be heading down to Comic-Con, right? Yeah. Um, tomorrow... So I, by the time everybody hears this, it will have already happened. But tomorrow at six o'clock, Bill and I are starting our drive down to San Diego Comic-Con. And then we have a, a Carcerum panel on Thursday. And we're very uh, excited about that. I've never had a panel. I've never been on a panel at Comic-Con. So we're this is incredible. Well, I actually got an email this week based upon um, our conversation and it's from Jeff, obviously. <laughs> and um, he wants to know, how can he interact with the game shows that you guys do on Friday nights? Well, we do them every other Friday. So um, if you go to crap, what is it? Craptv.online, you can uh, interact with us there while they're live. And it's like 7.30. But if you go on all the social media, it's online. Um, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and we'll we post about when we're going live and we also go live on Facebook and Twitch and YouTube so and that's where you can chat with us and and interact throughout the whole shows so we are pre-recording by the time folks listen to this you will have already done comic-con but when we record next week you're gonna bring us back some uh, behind the scenes insider insider kind of scoop right all the gossip i will tell you who was hot who was not i'll tell you who <laughs> the meanest meanest uh comic artists are and who is actually a werewolf awesome 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 so shane uh refresh our listener memory our listeners memory where did we leave off with the last episode okay so the For last... me I, it's all about borloff but go yeah. on so last episode, um, our, our, our team of Aura and Folk had gotten away from the town of the, the dead safely and were held, holding up in a cabin and had decided that at the end of the episode, they decided to go uh, try to meet up with someone who was a friend of Elizabeth's who might have some more information for them. And Vorloff and the two remaining vigils, Linus and Anne, uh, were following the, the dead as much as they could and then they they are trying to still search and follow uh, uh, Aura and all of our team and we learned a lot about Vorloff and his history and, and where he comes from and stuff alright so let's run that episode we'll be right back after 24 to listen to this week's Carcerum episode click the link in the description you know, Shane, there's a twist in just about every episode, but this one was this one was interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, 
there's a lot of information that's coming out now. And we've learned some new characters who we're going to meet in just a second here. Um, and we don't really know what to make of it right now, do we? I, you leave us off in a place where, you know, we're, we're dying to get to the next one. I, I would imagine that folks, now that, you know, the episodes are available all in podcast form, I would imagine folks binge, you know, and they're down the rabbit hole four or five hours later, like, okay, I got to go to work tomorrow. I'll watch the last three on the way to work or something. You know, like, all right, how much, how long is my commute? All right, I'll do half of this episode, then go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and the voices at the end and stuff. I'm, I, I would be surprised because I remember when this one came out when we were putting them out every week uh, as a podcast. So after 24, I got a lot of uh, messages and stuff, people asking what was happening, like the voice at the end and what is going on. So I, 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 you know, if you are sticking with us and doing this week by week on the on Treasure Trove, I am impressed with you instead of jumping ahead. I have a theory because you know I'm I'm experiencing it with with our listeners as well. I have a theory. So Sunday edition AC at gmail.com. That's Sunday edition AC at gmail.com. Write us with your theories. I'll share my theory and we'll read them off next week before we run the episode. And, and you know, after of course Shane gives us all of the Comic Con scoop. Uh, How does that sound to you, Shane? That's gonna be good. And uh next week we have a very, very special guest too. So it'll be a great time to do it. All right. Can you give us three clues as to who the guest is? And we can throw that into into the emails as well. If you think you can figure out who our guest is, <laughs> give us three clues. Shane. I had to go look it up. Look at me throwing him on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you haven't heard them yet. Um, but if you've watched crap TV, they are somewhat of a regular and she has been all over the place. That, that none of this is helpful <laughs> well you know me I'll, i'm yeah. gonna get on and, and see if i can get past episodes and i'm gonna see who's been on and and then kind of google and imdb and see who's all over the place right <laughs> i'll email you separately with my guests she How's lives up? in yeah D go for it all right give us the bonus clue that'll help come on now. Say, she i lives think in she where? just moved back to chicago i believe Oh, all right. So we'll be looking for seeing if there's any Second City TV or anything like that up in there. All right. So, Shane, as always, do the honors of introducing our newest guests and give us their characters because they're, I know that their voices are a little similar. So, and they're not exactly the voices they used in Car Serum, by the way. So, uh, go on. Okay. So, uh, Laura Post and Erica Harlicker uh, are our guests tonight, and they are not only some of the the like nicest coolest people but they come from a world that they're very large in this this video games and anime and it, they are like okay so you'll have to ask erica about her singing and her modeling and her writing and all that stuff too but laura i've also known for probably 10 years she was in a christmas carol so we go way back on on that i mean bill's known her for for ever i want to say about that long um but you'll have to talk to them about the amazing stuff that they do in this whole other realm of entertainment you know i just have to say this before before they say hello shane whenever you're talking to a pretty girl or with a pretty girl and you're saying way way back you need to drop this the, the next comment 
I met her when she was six or <laughs> something to, you, you know, soften the way, way back. <laughs> it's, it's not that it's Welcome. like, it's so crazy. Cause I, I was impressed with Laura um, before she was a star in, in, in the world because I, I would go to classes and I would see her work and I knew her from those things. So that's why it's very weird for me to talk about her sometimes. Cause I'm like, she's this huge, big deal. But I was impressed. I was like awestruck by her before she was that. That's why it's it's I can't talk around her. Um, Aww, that, that's <laughs> and, adorable. And these two <laughs> these two wonderful people were the the uh, the dark guardian, the lady dark guardians that you heard in this past episode. All right. So I want you know we like to have a little fun on in the land of Baru, and and you know I don't prepare anyone. I just kind of throw things at them. So I'd actually like it. This is the first time we've, no, actually once before we had two guests at once. Um, I would like it if you would tell us about each other. Laura, why don't you go first? Tell us a little bit about Erica. Oh my goodness. Uh, okay. <laughs> Erica is an incredibly successful voice actress in the realms of anime and video games and she also does i think some prelay and stuff too maybe i don't know i love you erica <laughs> i don't even i'm not i'm bad at writing my own bios having to write someone else's is so much worse. Um, <laughs> All right, let me help yeah, you out a little incredible. bit then. I mean, both of these women have been <laughs> yeah. in like hundreds of things. That's I mean, why yeah. it's and we've tricky. We've been in so many things together too, and we've been friends yeah. for like a decade. So it's like, uh, yeah. She All right, then let me help you out with this. If you could have one role that she had, what would it be? And if you could have one of her attributes, talents, whatever it be, even if you want to say she has the best earlobes, um, <laughs> what would that be? Oh man, oh, I'm trying. Sorry, I'm trying to think of of a role that I would like Coming to steal Coming for my roles you. here. I know. Uh, you know, I would like to steal your role from uh, Hunter Hunter. I can't remember <gasps> oh, the name. Oh, yeah, Karapika. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. going to steal Karapika from you. Oh, yeah, and you'd I'm be good I'm also going to steal him. your metabolism while I'm at it. I think I had a dream <laughs> where I stole your metabolism, and I was really happy. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, turnabout is fair play. So it's your turn, Erica. Um, Laura's done so many incredible things. Like I have looked up to Laura for like a decade now. Um, so a role that she's done that I would want to have. Oh, she got to play Harley Quinn once. And oh, yeah. Um, yeah, in that it was Telltale, right? The yeah, Telltale, yeah, the Telltale Batman. Batman, Batman. Yeah, you were so good at that. And Harley Aww. Quinn seems so fun to play. So I'll steal that one. And then choice. Choice. I would want to steal her just like super generous spirit. <laughs> I feel like she's super nice. Laura's one of the nicest uh, people you are I know. also super nice. You're already super nice and super generous. I don't know. I feel <laughs> like you're about. you're like extra super nice. So this <laughs> <laughs> is the love fest. Yes. So Eric and I, I you sometimes know, get confused for each other, too. We do. Hilarious. Oh, my God. Yes. It's, it's happened, happened way a few too times. Many times. I'm always flattered every time, too, because I'm like, oh, thank you. Me, too. I'm it's like, not, oh, you think I'm Laura? Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I try to make things, you know, a little bit different each episode that we do. 
And I, I think by the vibe that I'm getting from you that I can ask these kind of questions and, and get some cool answers. So the first thing I want to I want to ask is it seems in the voiceover world or maybe it's just Bill and Shane. But from what I'm experiencing, it seems like it's sort of an even playing field between the guys and the girls. Is that a fair assessment? If so, yes. Give me, you know, give me a little bit about that. And if not, why? Hmm. Having cast a few things, I will say the competition is a little bit steeper for the ladies. Like mm -hmm. when I'm when I've cast a couple things and when I hold auditions, I get about twice as many responses from the girls than I do the guys. <laughs> <laughs> so numbers wise, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, I feel like overall it's a pretty even playing field. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty even. Uh, I do feel like, yeah, there's maybe a little more competition because I, I do feel like, you know, animation and and uh, anime and games still have that general uh, entertainment industry thing of like, there's lots of male characters and a couple of female yeah. characters. Eight um, male options and three females. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we're competing for like less parts. Um, though, you know, sometimes like I do play boy characters. So yeah, if they're under a certain age, it kind of evens back out because then all the men have uh, two deep two grosca boys. Yeah. yeah. So then we we get all those. Um, yeah. Woo. Yeah. Imagine Neil <laughs> Flynn playing Bart Simpson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get I get a lot of people that are like once they find out I'm the voice of a boy character because I play a good amount of boy characters at this point. There's always a couple people that are like, wait, so does this mean that the character's a girl? And I'm like, no, yeah. no, <laughs> that's just, that's just, it's you know, Ash Ketchum, Bart Simpson, Naruto, they're all played by women. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, in the kind of dating realm, does it, you know, does it raise your cachet with guys being, you know, part of the video game realm and part of, you know, advanced, uh, adventure fantasy podcasting series, things like that? Well, we're both I, married. Yeah, I don't know because I've been with my husband for almost eleven years, and it was blah blah. Sorry, I, yeah, no, it was before I got started. No, that's okay. I always we always joke with each other that we both got together before either of us had any success, so we know that yeah. we like each other for who yeah, we are. Same with me, yeah. yeah. And actually, one month from today, I will have been dating my husband for twenty years. Whoa. Oh, I just noticed that now when I looked at the date. Congratulations. Yeah. For he's oh, wow. a jolly good fellow. <laughs> yeah, so I have no idea what the voice wow. acting does for the dating scene at all. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I was just barely voice acting when I when I met my... All right. Yeah. <laughs> Shifting gears a little bit, when you know when you started to get the breakdowns or the scripts for, for Carcerum and you realized how much female presence slash empowerment that I, you know, obviously aura, you know, is the through line, but there's a lot of strong female characters in this. What were your thoughts, you know, surrounding that? I mean, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. It's awesome. High fantasy starring, starring a nice strong female is a very welcome breath of fresh air. Just yes, saying. definitely. Um, that's yeah. I, I, I love it. It's uh, it's nice. 
And what were your thoughts about, you know, the land of Aru and, and the world that they were creating? And did you, you know, did you think to yourself in the very beginning, how could they ever actually make all of these ideas work without visuals? Well, I've done a number of uh, audio dramas. That's actually how I got my start in voiceover. Some of my earliest stuff was doing audio dramas. So I knew, especially with this team, that even though the goal was lofty, they'd be able to pull it off. But um, there was a long period of time where I didn't like see script because like I saw some of the early scripts and I listened to the early episodes. And then it wasn't until I got brought in later that I saw some of the later scripts. I was like, wow, things really went off the rails, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, for me, like the the twist in the first episode, I w- is just sort of set the scene for the series in general, where it's like, don't think you know what's happening at any point in this show. Like they're going to definitely subvert your expectations, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, before I was a professional voice actor, um, yeah, I also did like radio play stuff for just fun with friends. And I like wrote, uh, for episode one and we acted in it and it was, it was cool. Um, so I, I already was like, oh yeah, you know, uh, podcast, I can visualize, uh, how this would work audio wise. <laughs> audio-y-ness, you know? <laughs> and uh, I I just, I feel like it's such a cool story and uh, it, it's really cool to see that more and more story-based podcasts are becoming more popular because I've always thought that was so cool. Um, and people didn't really know what they were back like when I was doing them for fun. I would tell people and they'd be like, what are you talking what? about? Yeah. <laughs> so I remember that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's really cool. So how did you, you know, each of you prepare for this role specifically? What you know, is there are there any rituals? What you know, how do you find the exact like tonality of the voice and things like that? Um. Well, I feel like a lot of that is. I mean, obviously, I read the scripts that I was sent, and I sort mm-hmm. of got a vibe just from the script of like how the character you you kind of get an idea in your mind of like how you think the character is going to sound and everything but then it's not until i show up at the session that i go okay so here was my thought and then it gets tweaked and adjusted and you put a lot of faith into the director but you know Mm -hmm. bill's great so it went great (laughs) (laughs) phew (laughs) yeah yeah i i just trusted uh bill and shane and and uh yeah you know i read through the scripts to prepare and I don't play a lot of villains, so I was excited because it was something different than what I usually do. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was really fun. I mean, yeah, the, like Laura said, Bill's a great director, so it was very easy to um, get into it and understand the scene and everything. Mm-hmm. So I've asked most of our vocal artists that have come on to give us their impression of Bill and Shane. Will you comply? Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Um Laura, you go first. <laughs> uh, blah 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 blah. You know. Get some Ford Laser. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's a pretty dead on bill. Uh-huh. Uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got you got the the uh, blah blahs, yeah. Blah 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 blah. And then you just blah 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 and then uh yeah, you're you're good. How's it going? You know, uh, blah, blah, blah. 
That's it. I, love it. I think I think All that right. would get you through. We the only phone. have Bill impressions. We don't have we That's don't have Shane impersonations. <laughs> you can't you can't uh, you can't do better than perfect is what I say. <laughs> All right. So let's let's go to Erica first this time. Um talk us through so you've mentioned a couple of times that you know you you entered this scene uh you know this profession not not having you know done having done your own amateur stuff so what was your progression like and progression like and talk us through a few what you consider highlights um yeah so i've been acting as like for fun since i was you know in kindergarten um and uh i was in school plays in elementary school and then uh, starting in first grade, I was on the speech and debate team, which is, you know, competitive public speaking. Um, Wait, in first grade? Yeah, starting in first grade all the way through 12th grade. Wow. Um, Where did you go to school? <laughs> <laughs> Southern California. I remember in, I'm pretty sure this was my first grade one. It was Something Good by Robert Munch. I don't remember how it goes, but I remember the title and the author. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, it was fun because you would take, you know, like a book or a, um, you know, a script of any kind, and then you would condense it down to 10 minutes or less. And you'd have to play all the characters yourself. Um, and they had to be very distinct and you had to be able to switch between them really quickly, which I think eventually helped me a lot with voiceover. I feel like I have a pretty big range and it's because of, you know, all those, my entire childhood training and doing that without realizing I was training. Um, but I thought I thought I was going to be a veterinarian for most of my uh, childhood life. I like decided Aww. on that when I was seven. And then I was like, I'm going to be a veterinarian. And I was I enjoyed math and science. So it seemed like a good fit. But then, you know, I'd always been doing acting and I also had always been doing art. Like I did acrylic painting all through my childhood, too, uh, and like would compete with those and everything. And in my last year of high school, or maybe my junior year of high school, I realized that I, even though I was good at math and science, I really enjoyed the artistic stuff more. Um, and so I thought, and I'd never grown out of like cartoons or video games or anything. So I was like, oh, maybe I will make cartoons or video games. So I went to college for computer science and graphic design, thinking I would learn how to like code and stuff. And then I hated computer science so much. And I took an acting elective um, and the teacher was like, you should change your major. And then around the same time, I took a class with Tony Oliver, um, who directs me in like a bunch of stuff now. Uh, it was a voiceover class. And he said the same thing. He was like, hey, you should think about doing this for a career. You've got some, you know, something, some talent there. And I was like, oh. Okay. And I was like, you know, 18. And I was like, well, if I'm going to try something risky, I might as well do it now. And then if it doesn't work out in, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years, I can always try something else, like figure out a different thing to do. I'm young, whatever. I'd rather try than like wonder what could have happened when I'm older. Um, so I switched to acting and then I pretty quickly realized that I wanted to focus on voiceover. Um, and so I started pursuing that specifically while I was in school. 
And uh, yeah, in the in the meantime, I would do you know like you know like little radio plays and stuff with my friends, and uh, just kind of messing around with little scenes here and there, but nothing for anything professional until I was like twenty one. I think is maybe when I got my first professional voiceover role, and then I just uh, never looked back. So yeah. <laughs> So what are the what are the couple of roles experiences that really stand out for you? Oh, there have been so many. Uh, one of my earliest, my first like big anime role where I played like a major character in an anime was uh, for Toradora. I play Ami Kawashima and um, I love that character and I love the show so much. And the show was like had been out for a long time by the by the time we got auditions for it they just decided nis america had never dubbed an anime before and this was like their first one and they decided to go with toradora because it was very popular um and so when i got the auditions i was like wait is this is this like a new toradora um but no they were just dubbing the old classic show which was awesome and i loved ami the most i really wanted to be her and since it was NAS America's first dubbed thing, they were taking their time to make sure it was really good, which is great. But that meant that I had to wait a really long time after I auditioned to hear anything. And if we, you know, if you don't hear anything in a couple of weeks, you just assume you didn't get it. Um, so like a month later, I was at the studio that was recording the show. I was there for something else. And the casting director was like, oh, hey, it's not official yet, but I think we're casting you as Ami. And I was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> thank you. And then she left and, you know, I, I left. And then again, another like month or month and a half went by and I heard nothing. And in that amount of time, my birthday happened and my now husband um, worked at that studio. And so we'd started dating by then. So for my birthday, he had also heard that I was probably getting cast as this character and he bought me a figure of her, which was my very first anime figure. And I was like, oh my Aww. God, that's so nice. But I haven't heard that I got it officially. So what if I didn't get it? And I was like, oh no. <laughs> um, and then it turned out they just hadn't told me because Ami doesn't come in until episode five and they were going by groups of four with recording the episodes. So they, they just, I don't know, forgot to tell me that I was cast since I didn't need to come in. Um, <laughs> So thankfully I did get cast as her and we got to spend a really long time on each scene. And, and like, it, it was such a different experience than most anime recording. Usually it's like, you know, we have a really tight deadline and we have to get everything, especially with simul dubs nowadays, you know, you have to get every single thing done. Like every single person recorded all of it mixed in a week. Um, but for Toradora, we got to just take really as long as we wanted to. Um, and Alex Von David was the director and he was really amazing at getting some really good performances out of us. So um, that show, I think, will always be very important to me. And it was my my first big entrance into a main character in anime or like a major character in anime. And uh, I think people still really like it. So, yeah. Well, that, that sounds like an amazing first experience to, you know, a learning and uh, yeah, <laughs> a even a little bit of bonding, right? To, yeah, to the yeah. material, to your, you know, your coworkers and director. So yeah. last question for you. Um, have you been recognized in what we recognized for and what did it feel like if you were recognized? <laughs> yes. 
I've been recognized a few times out in the wild, which I'm always thrown off by. I don't expect anyone to know who I am. Um, and one of the, okay, I'll tell the two weirdest ones. So one of the weirdest ones, um, not weird, but like most surprising ones, uh, was during the pandemic, I went to a store with my mask on and, you know, I had just started streaming. So I guess people were starting to like, know what I look like, I guess. Uh, and one of the workers at the store recognized me and was like, oh my gosh, are you Erica Harlicker? I love your videos and I love you in persona and all this stuff. And I was like, whoa, hi. Yeah. How can you tell it's me? I have a mask on. <laughs> um, so he was very nice. And, um, I was a little like, oh no, I hope I don't do anything embarrassing now. Uh, and then the, the most, uh, strange time that I've been recognized was when I was in Australia my husband's Australian. And so I go with him to Australia every couple of years. And this was a few years ago. And we were in, uh, it's basically the Australian version of Best Buy. It's called like JB Hi-Fi or something like that. And so we were just killing time. We were there to get an adapter, but they had an anime section so we went over to the anime section and then I was joking around. Yeah, I was joking around being like, oh, look, I'm in this one. I'm in this one. I'm in this one. Oh, they don't have this one that I'm in. Oh, that's lame. Like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they don't have it. You know, like joking around with my boyfriend at the time. And then so we paid. And as we were leaving again, a worker at the store came up and he was like, are you Erica? And I thought I, you know, had my card hadn't gone through or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I am. And he was like, oh, I love you in persona all and all this stuff. And he was like, I'm a big fan. And then when we left, my husband was laughing so hard because he was like, do you think he heard us? And he heard you being like so obnoxious about the anime <laughs> section and pointing out all the stuff that you were in. And I was like, oh, no, I hope not. Um so yeah, now I've learned that uh, I could I could be recognized anywhere, so I shouldn't be obnoxious in the anime section of a store. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I lied. I'm gonna ask you one more because you know okay. I'll get a bunch of emails if I don't ask. What what can you tell us persona wise? Something behind the scenes, something we don't know, or something that we'd be really interested in in you know in hearing. Ooh. Um. Hmm. Good luck. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what what there is that people don't know. Um, I will say I've told this story before, but I don't know how many people have heard it. Um, when we went in to record the dancing games, you know, Persona has like a bunch of yeah. games, um, which is great because I get to keep playing on, which is one of my favorite characters ever. Um, and so the the first sequel thing that we recorded was the dancing game. And I was so excited to be playing on again because I just love her so much. And when we recorded the original game, you know, I was recording three, four times a week for months in a row. So I got really attached to her and really attached to all the characters. And so when I went in to record, I personally was so excited. And so the director kept having to be like, okay, that was great, but on is not as excited as Erica is right now about this. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm just really excited to be back. She's like, I know I, I love it, but on's not that excited right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had to, had to rein myself in a little bit for the beginning of that game. So if I sound a little more excited than I'm supposed to be in that game, that's why. Uh, <laughs> 
Awesome. All right, Laura, take us through your journey. Oh my gosh. Uh, so just starting with how I got into acting. Mm-hmm. That were, I, I have to remember the order of the questions, and that's asking a lot of my little brain. Um, I'll help you out. Don't worry. Um, so, yeah, actually, it's Erica, it's really funny how much our, our stories are, like, super similar. It's freaking me out because yeah. I didn't know about you that I'm like, what, you wanted to be a vet, too? But I was not good at science. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I, I was interested in cartoons when I was, like, five, six. I uh, I realized that... I realized that Rob Paulson was the voice of Mighty Max and Raphael from the Ninja Turtles. And I was like, this is a profession and it's a thing that can be done. And I want that job. Um, But my mom was like, that's great. I'll make sure to let you do auditions for community theater because I'm not trying. I'm not going to be a stage mom. I don't want any of that. Fair. So I'm very grateful to her for that, actually, because by the time I hit high school, I was really tired of the like acting scene i thought i wanted to do musical theater i love singing um theater doesn't love me very much especially as a tall woman who's of a slightly larger uh weight class than your normal broadway waif um so i was like feeling a little whatever with theater and i went to my first anime convention in high school and there were all these panels on voiceover and i'm like that's the thing from when I was six that I wanted to do. I'm going to go to all these panels and I'm going to sit and I'm going to take notes and then I'm going to go home with my notes and figure out the next step. I'm just going to figure this out. It'll be fine. The The internet exists. I can do this. So that's what I did. I went to Best Buy and bought like a $20 lab tech microphone and found some like amateur communities that did things like different audio dramas. Some of them were fan-based. Some of them were originals. And I was like, I'll just audition for stuff and see what happens and see if I can actually get cast in this arena since I can't get cast in high school theater. Um, So I did, in fact, get cast in stuff. And I just sort of was like, well, I'll just keep following this wherever it goes. And, you know, if it stops working out, then it stops working out. I'll figure out the next step then. And now we're here. (laughs) <laughs> so it's been going okay so far, knock on wood. Uh, that's that's basically me. I, I moved from Chicago to, because I grew up in Chicago. I went to college in Chicago. I, uh, much like the, the vet to computer science, I went from, I'm going to be a vet to being in high school going, I'm not that great at science, but I really like computer science. I'll go into computer science and I'll program video games to, oh, I don't like this kind of computer programming, though, but I really enjoyed the animation class they made me take. I'll go major in animation, and maybe I'll make friends with a really good animator, and they'll just cast me in all of their shows because we're best friends, but that didn't happen. Uh, and, then I moved, <laughs> and then I moved to L.A. Yeah, I know. Hey, look, you know what? You can't, you can't win the lottery if you don't buy a ticket, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know. It's fine. I had a four. All my mom wanted was for me to have a four-year degree. She did not care in what. So I have a four-year degree in animation, and I am a lousy animator, but it's fine because I love it anyway. So I really enjoyed getting my degree because I just love the the process of creating animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was laughing. I was laughing at your logic, but then I married an animator. Yeah, and so you know. I always say the same thing. I'm like, yeah, make exactly, a show so you right? can cast me. <laughs> yeah. 
get a hit show and then cast me in all the things and boom. Exactly. Yeah. But you've already like made it at this point. So it's not yeah. the same as getting to go from like nothing and just skip the whole process. That's true. But That's anyway, true. so then and then about, uh, gosh, uh, 15 years ago, I moved out to L.A. and I took a bunch of classes because L.A. is like the promised land when it comes to voiceover classes. There's some in Chicago, but then you get to L.A. and there's like 10 times as many and it's fantastic. And uh, yeah, just kept chugging along. A lot of I have a lot to to thank Bill for, actually, because I wouldn't have my current agent if it weren't for him. And uh, he taught me so much for for voiceover in general. So, like, he's like a huge mentor to me. And yeah, so I, and now I, I work. Hooray. <laughs> Yay. So I'll, I'll kind of vary the questions a little bit, asking the same, but in a, from a different standpoint. Mm-hmm. When did you feel like it was clicking for you that this, this, you know, you finally found the career, you found the, the niche that you wanted to be in and, oh my God, I'm actually like doing it. You know, this is the career now. Uh, you know, it's not, I feel like it's not an on off switch. It's like a dimmer switch. <laughs> Cause I'm like, <laughs> well, I knew the minute I started doing it, even like amateur wise, I was like, oh, I'm never going to stop doing this. Even if I'm just doing it as a hobby on the side of whatever I do to make a living. I'm I love this. This is this is me. This has always been me is doing acting with my voice and doing different characters with my voice. I don't really like being on camera or on stage, but I love being behind the microphone. Um, so I knew that that was for me, period, from moment one. Uh But I feel like and then when I moved out to L.A. and I was taking classes and stuff, I felt like this is my community, which was a nice feeling as well. And then I think when I finally was able to to kick the day job to the curb and just support myself on the money I was making from acting is when I was like, okay, I am a the thing is, I would, you're a professional voice actor, whether or not you have a day job. If you're working as a voice actor, even if you're not getting paid yet, if you're auditioning and you're doing the work, you're a professional voice actor. But there was something that felt really good that I could kick the day job to the curb and be like, yay, all I do is acting now. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the, you know, the standout roles for you? What are some of the experiences that, you know, you'll remember forever? Uh, for me... What I will remember forever. Carcerum. Of course, Carcerum. Oh, my God. Life-changing. But truly, like, I I genuinely, after my first session on it, I was like, well, I can just, I could never work again. And it doesn't matter because everything's great was uh, working on Justice League action. My first, Mm. it's the first episode that came out, I played Big Barda. But the first episode we recorded, I played Cersei. But I just remember, like, oh, my gosh, I'm in an American cartoon and it's a superhero cartoon and there's Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and I'm part of this and this is so great. And I remember, like, signing in. They're like, one member of the cast is going to isn't going to be here for the ensemble record. But, uh, you know, just sign in. We'll get everybody set up and everything. And I remember looking at the sign in sheet and being like, oh, my God. Kevin Conroy is going to be Batman. I'm going to, it's Batman. Because I love Batman, the animated series. It's like one of the biggest inspirations for me as a voice actor on top of everything. So I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to, it's the Batman. And then I was like, well, but he's, he must be the one that's recording remotely because it's not like I'm going to be sitting next to him. And then I was definitely sitting next to him because I didn't realize that (laughs) the person recording remotely was, um, Oh my God! I'm blanking on the celebrity name that played Lex Luthor. Shoot, Hades. 
Erica, who's Hades? Oh, uh, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, uh, him. And oh, you can crap. Go, see, now you're <laughs> him. Here. This yeah, is him. Hades. Well, yeah. Dean Hackman. <laughs> Shoot, seriously, this is driving me nuts. Wait, hold on. I know his hold name. Hold on. Start with a J. Yeah, that is. I bet Shane is Googling right now. Thank you. James Woods. James Woods was the one recording remotely, which also makes infinitely more sense. But yeah, so. Oh, I'd want to meet him too. Yeah, well, he was remote. But I got to listen to him record, which was good because he was my scene partner. So it was like, it's good to hear what he's going to sound like. Um, But yeah, and then I was like, wow, I'm sitting next to Kevin Conroy. He's being Batman, my Batman. And then when I got to play Big Bart, I was like, because she's a hero as opposed to a villain. I was like, I'm on a mission with Batman. This is the best day of my life. (laughs) And it still is the best day of my life. That was just incredible for me. So that that project, that show, everything about it was a dream come true. I still could probably just like stop working tomorrow and be completely content with my career for that alone. (laughs) You probably just, I'm going to use the word titillated about a hundred blind nerds, myself included. (laughs) Like, oh, what a cool, cool experience. It was so cool. Yeah. So that's that's Uh, one for me. (laughs) So I'll ask you, you know, the same question. Have you been recognized? What was the weirdest one, if so? And and how did it make you feel the first time you were recognized? Um, I feel like I'm almost never recognized. It's great. All of my pictures online, I'm wearing braids, pigtail braids, sometimes just a single braid. But when I go to the store and stuff, I'm lazy and I don't do it. So I feel like people just don't recognize me without the braids, which is great because it's like being a superhero. But one <laughs> time I got recognized at the bank and that was weird. <laughs> because not only like it's like, hey, because it, it was before they saw my name. They were just like, you're Laura Post. I just saw you on Instagram. I think it was because the Cells at Work theme song had come out. And I was like, yeah, mm. that's that's me. Now please look at how much money I make. This is awkward. <laughs> this is really weird. I don't like this at all. This is I feel strange. And I've run into that teller since too and they have like asked questions about voice acting. I'm like this is really weird when you're like putting my checks into the system. This is strange. But they're a very nice person, so it's okay. But it's just like that's that's definitely that's the only time I think I've been caught like not at a convention but like out in the world where it's like it's you. Ah, no. (laughs) So early on in our discussions, we had Bill on and and we really kind of pumped Bill because a lot of our community is interested in voice acting and narrating for books, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of the things that that Bill kind of alleviated a lot of our community is, you know, there's if your voice is good for something, you know, you don't have to try to be a different voice. Um, So is that. Is that true in your estimation? And my follow-up to that would be, what do you do to get your voice ready for a demo or for a job? Uh, Let's go with Erica first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like warming up wise? Yeah. Um, So I do kind of a, just a, combination of things that I learned from my theater degree in college uh, for warmups combined with like singing warmups that I learned. Um, And so I'll do like uh, 
sirens and tongue twisters and kind of like lip trills and tongue trills and stuff. And uh, uh, that's generally, I, I have like a certain order that I say all of the uh, tongue twisters in. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, if I if I'm gonna be singing, then I do a, a few extra warm ups, like singing specific warm ups. Um, uh, like I'll do scales and stuff. Um, but yeah, I generally I generally don't need too much warming up, um, unless it's gonna be like a really intense, vocally intense session. Um, so yeah, I I, I keep it pretty simple usually. <laughs> Can you give us one of the tongue twisters? <laughs> sure. Um, whether the weather be cold or whether the weather be hot, we'll be together wherever the weather, whether we like it or not. That's one of them. Cute. All right. How about you, Laura? <laughs> um, so I, I do agree with Bill about any, it's about finding the project for your voice. You don't have to have a million voices. Your voice, your singular yes. voice yeah. is enough. And uh, it's really about the acting and not about, the voice quality you can have you can have a million voices and you picked the wrong one for the audition anyway so you know (laughs) there is that aspect um but uh as for my warm-ups i yeah it's a lot of what erica said tongue twisters trilling lips trilling tongue uh scales i have a voice straw that i'll use and do oh yeah i have voice straws i do the voice straw and i just glide what is a voice straw um, it is to help with, um, oh, I'm going to forget the name of it now. Something phone, straw phonation, straw phonation, yeah. straw phonation exercises. It helps, uh, with vocal stress. It like helps relax all your muscles and get you nice and ready to do stuff. And it's, uh, if you think about, especially when you're doing video games, think about the voice as a muscle and doing video games is like being in a professional sport. You need to stretch before and after you yeah. do it to make sure that you don't pull a muscle or, you know, in our case, like get a node, which is not the same as pulling a muscle, but it's from that constant friction of uh, your cords slamming against each other when you're shouting or doing a weird <laughs> creature voice or whatever. So I do a little straw phonation before I start and when I finish. And uh, and then if I'm like going to a... Uh, If I'm going to a session or something where I don't know what I'm playing, because that actually happens a fair amount where you they're like, hey, I'm going to come in and do this project. And you don't even you don't know anything about what you're going to do. You're just like, sure. Uh, My favorite warm up song is This Is My Idea from Swan Princess, (laughs) because it covers boy and girl. Uh, an old man and old lady, but boy and girl from ages five to like 25. So you get the whole five to 25 male and female and an old man and an old lady. That's my whole range. So I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so can you give us your favorite part of that song? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, it feels so weird. Just like singing acapella. I'm trying to think of, uh, I can't believe I'm stuck with her all summer. I'll bet she doesn't wrestle, hunt, or box. He looks conceited. What a total bummer. If I get lucky, I'll get chicken pox. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. Also very cute. All the way up to 25 from there. (laughs) 
So are there any books, resources, online stuff that you would recommend to to our listeners who want to really break into the voiceover world? I mean, I always recommend Bill's glasses to everybody ever because, again, like he's like one of my biggest mentors, him and Richard Horvitz. Like I would not be here if it weren't for the two of them. Um, yeah, but, like books and stuff. I feel I've had a couple people ask me and I'm like, it's hard because I haven't been at the beginning of my career for like 20 years now. So all the stuff that all the knowledge I had is way out of date. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, oh, yeah, you know, there's these message boards. You could go to these message boards that don't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, I know that there are like Discord <laughs> communities and I think there are some like Facebook communities, too, even though Facebook is almost out of date at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's always I want to be voice actor dot com that I'm sure everybody has heard at this point because every voice actor on the planet goes, I want to be a voice actor dot com. But it does yeah. have a lot of really good advice in it. So um, awesome. Yeah, that's pretty great. So in roundtable style, you know, kind of, you know, going back and forth, playing off of each other. Tell us the fun things, the draggy things about the different modes, you know, video game, um, you know, audio immersive series, straight up narration, commercial. You know, what are what are some of the good things and the bad things about each of them? Um, I like all of them for different reasons. So I feel right. like there's, well, there's, there's pros and cons. So yeah. like video games. I like video games because it's fun to the, those worlds are usually a lot more cinematic and grounded than, say, you know, cartoons. Mm-hmm. But I hate shouting and screaming. Yes. <laughs> it's usually a part of video games. So, oof. Yeah. Yeah. And video games are also, like, super fast, um, which is mm. sort of good, but also sort of bad. Like, a lot of times when I go in for a video game, they won't even give me the other characters' lines on the script. Oh, it's yeah, just yeah, all yeah. my lines. And then we just do two takes of each line all the way down, like just until I need so to you, stop. Yeah. <laughs> until, until the page runs out or you yeah. make a mistake or they actually are like, oh, actually on this line. we want Exactly. It to be yeah. Sadder. And a lot of times there's there's like not really a ton of direction either on the on those scripts. It's just like vague, like happy, if anything. Um, so it's a lot of quick thinking for those, which is fun, but also hard. Um, I love American animation because I love doing comedy yes. and you don't have, uh, you know, the, the prelay stuff. You don't have to worry about like timing like you do for anime or anything. But yes. and you get to work with the other actors, production pipeline is, is so slow that you record something and then you, it finally comes out like three years later and you're like, hooray. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so <laughs> slow. It's so slow. The, the audition yeah. process is slow. The casting pro and not, like not a, it's not a bad thing that it's slow. That's just the way it is. But it's so it's so slow. You just like sit there for two or two years, going can't wait till the day I might be able to maybe talk about that mm-hmm. Cough, Justice League action. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I I like animation because you're in the room generally. I mean, during uh, the pandemic, it was a yeah, lot of like group Zoom rooms instead, which isn't as fun. But uh, a lot of times for animation, you'll all be in the same room with the other actors and like you can actually improv with each other and play off each other. Whereas for like anime and video games, we record by ourselves usually. So um, there's no one to improv with, which is a bummer because I love improv. Um, 
an anime I like because you I like seeing the visuals and yeah. like really and being able music, to see what's happening really yeah nice. and hearing all the music it's it's very cool it's helpful to get into the mood of the scene but it, anime is the most constricting acting yeah. wise yeah um because you have to stick within the already animated mouth flaps and or timing if they don't have mouth flaps um and so you could be like i have a great idea for this line but if it doesn't fit then you can't do it doesn't matter Um, how funny it is it doesn't matter how great and not true to and authentic to the character it is if it does mm -hmm. not fit those flaps it gets thrown out yes and sometimes uh there's a problem uh with like in japanese you know one or two sounds will mean like a whole sentence in english and Uh We really have to figure out ways to, you know, the director and the writer. And sometimes we're in the room when this happens. So they're like, well, do you have any ideas? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> of, of like how to convey that whole sentence in just like two syllables yeah. in English, um, which is hard. Uh, so, yeah, there's there's like so many. Yeah. And I like audio different. drama because it's it's very freeing. Um, but well, actually, OK, so it's it's a it's a pro and a con. I love the challenge of having to do like basically all the heavy lifting with the voices. I mean, there's sound effects and everything, but it's you have to be you can't sort of get by with like, well, I'm going to say the line this way and everyone will see that the character has like lifted up a heavy rock. You have to make sure that when you are performing, it sounds like you are also lifting up a heavy rock because there's no the the sound is everything. Um for for carrying that story and that narrative so you have to really convey motion and movement in your voice more Mm -hmm. than you do in other mediums i feel like when you go in in for anime um you know or video games do you have a basic idea of what your character is going to look like before you record or have you been surprised along the way oh uh anime you usually would know just because you're dubbing to picture Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of a case where surprise, but I yeah, <laughs> I guess if they don't tell you who you're going to play, I mean, yeah, you can get surprised when you're like at the studio, you show up at the studio and it's like, Oh, okay. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, not, not when you've been recording video games that can happen. I've, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, I, I can't think of any specific examples, but I know that I've been like, Oh, that's what that character looks like. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, and when the finished product is out, it's like, oh, because you don't always have art assets when you're recording video games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know that I've had that experience too, but I can't think of a specific one. Yeah. Because usually I feel like it's for smaller characters yeah. that wouldn't have art, but then I can't remember the characters. So I think the whole thing falls flat. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think maybe one that I remember is for Killer Instinct. I played Sadira. And I didn't even know that I had recorded for Killer Instinct because they used a code name the entire time, even during recording. And then my husband was watching a trailer for Killer Instinct when it was, you know, being announced or almost released or something. And he was like, is that you? Is this the spider character that you did? (laughs) And I was like, I don't know, Killer Instinct. I don't know. It wasn't called Killer Instinct, but then I watched it and I was like, oh, it was Killer Instinct. And that's what she looks like. Interesting. Cool. <laughs> that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. So are you guys up for having a little bit of fun? Sure. 
So I'm going to throw a couple of off the wall scenarios at you and just off the top of your head, you know, just give me a couple of lines in a voice, just make it up as you go along kind of thing. You guys, you, you ladies game. Sure. sure. All right. The first one, Matthew McConaughey wakes up after a really, really long weedy night to find that he's been transformed into a woman. Uh, what does Matthew McConaughey sound like? Oh, well, he'd say, uh, as a woman? Um, <laughs> so he wakes up, he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> there you go. Great. You're welcome. The only Matthew McConaughey thing I can think of is that alcohol commercial he did. That oh, annoyed yeah. Me so much. I don't know what it was about that commercial, but it really annoyed me. And I can't remember what he said, but I agree with you completely. But then he did the linking commercials and I was like, oh, oh hello, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one. Um, Shira from He-Man finds herself suddenly human in the middle of Times Square. You can take this one, Erica. <laughs> I haven't watched Shira. Uh <laughs> Well, is uh, it original Shira or new Shira? Or new Shira, yeah. <laughs> Either one, your uh, choice. Oh, no, I'm a strong, tall lady, and there's t- traffic. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> is that what she cries? She's a strong, tall lady, right? <laughs> Dora, He-Man's twin sister. Sorry, I watched the original Shira. Oh, there we go. I watched yeah. the new one, too. Which is also good, but I always have the theme song to Shira technically running in the back of my head. Shira, <laughs> so you know so much. One more, and this is for the both of you to play off of each other. Okay. You're sitting around a patio table enjoying a really good glass of wine, and suddenly you each notice that the other one is turning into an anime character right before your eyes. Um, Erica. Yeah. Has your hair always done that? Mm-hmm. Like your, your, your hair. It's it's like over your face. Your eyes gone. You don't have a second eye. I don't know. Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, wait. Had you always yeah. carried that sword with you? Uh, what sword? Huh? It, it's giant strapped to your back. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we both did that. <laughs> Sorry, totally both that. That was too perfect. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing about anime. It's <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, I love the the punctuations with you know with breath. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Every head turn has a breath and every yep. every notice every blink. reaction. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Shane, this is the time where I jump in and say, do you have any questions or anything you want to highlight from these fabulous ladies? Uh, I... Uh... If you go... I, I, I had to help somebody with something, but if you go to Erica's website, she has... <laughs> She has, um, uh, wait, I, I'm pulling it up now. 
because she has so many things on there that it's she does her music and you did modeling stuff i don't I understand do, how I do you do all of shoots. these things what's the difference <laughs> yeah. what is the difference i i feel like i'm i'm not uh skilled enough to be a model but i do photo shoots for fun i was i dress up as my characters and so i like doing those yeah um mm, comic con must be fun for you yeah, yeah do well, I don't you... go to conventions dressed up as my characters because I'm too uh, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just photo shoots. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when you guys got into, when you guys got into, you know, the voiceover thing, was anime a like a was it was it a goal? Was the was a goal anime or was it you know voiceover cartoons all that stuff or. Uh, you know, when you're like, oh, this is a thing that I'd like to do. You know, when I was got into acting, I was like, oh, I, I did school plays and stuff. So I was like, oh, theater is really what I want to do kind of thing. And then you learn all the other crap. But was was anime because you guys again, you guys have both been in over a hundred, if not hundreds of different titles, games and anime and and cartoons and stuff all that stuff so i'm always because i don't i don't know the anime world that well um um yeah i i didn't specifically set out to be an anime i just wanted to do voice acting um and i love i love cartoons um so i've always wanted to uh do like funny you know like cartoon things um, but then I kind of happened into the anime world and then uh, got cast in a lot of stuff over there. So have you, it's, been, it's been good. Have you run into people who don't, uh, who find out that you don't like an anime that they really like or something, or you don't know it and they get really Ooh. disappointed? Good question. Um, I try to not... Divulge. negative opinions yeah for this yeah. exact reason but if you don't watch like if you haven't watched something yeah yeah there um, definitely are things i have not gotten around to watching yeah i also try to um you're like oh i didn't realize you weren't if i haven't you... watched something i've gotten good about uh kind of using the context clues of what i did when i was recording to be like i but know what about if it's something enough. you're not in Oh, if it's something I'm not in, yeah. Uh, people don't usually get upset yeah. about it. Like, oh, you should see it. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I didn't um, know if there were sometimes people like, oh, I didn't realize you weren't a real anime fan because you didn't blah, blah, blah. Oh. Like, well, there was... I'm there... sure if there are people like that, I don't want to know them anyway. Yeah, Good call. there was when I first uh, got announced for Persona 5. Um, they, like, interviewed me. And one of the questions they asked was like, have you played any of the other Persona games? And I hadn't. So I said no. And people were mad about that. They were like, she doesn't even know a Persona. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know I had to. Um, so that's the only time I feel like people have been like annoyed. That I haven't, <laughs> I haven't uh, watched or played something before. And everyone was nice to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You came in so much later. Everyone was like, oh, yay. I was like, I've only played Persona 5. And they were like, that's great. I'm like, good. <laughs> yeah, at that I point, everyone was like, Persona we love Persona 5. And, Daisy comics. and then everyone goes, oh, my God, you know those comics? It doesn't even matter that you've never played the game. That's what's more important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, everyone was so excited about that. <laughs> and then they want to recruit you into their favorite fandom. Yes, yeah. 
Yeah. People are nice. <laughs> what else you got, Shane? Oh, uh, that's that's it. I mean, again, these it's it is it is crazy to um I'll be at different places or we'll talk about, you know, someone will be interviewing and uh, for Carcerum or anything else or anime will come up and I'll mention that that these two lovely ladies are in Carcerum or that I've met them and people will gaga out sometimes and it always it's I I don't it, it it's it's incredible to just see how much joy these people have brought to these other this whole other world and i think it's incredible so i'll tell a, <clears throat> a quick story that I'm, I'm sure you guys can relate to and, and our listeners will enjoy back in my previous life when i still had sight um i actually had to moderate a video game panel um and i'm not a big gamer and so i made the horrific mistake of saying oh my god my favorite my two favorite games of all time are is super mario brothers 3 and kingdom hearts and it was like the room went dead silent for about five seconds. And then you just heard the whispers and a couple of actual boos. And I was like, wow, I lost this room. Was I probably room, dated myself as well. <laughs> that room is full of people that are dumb because Kingdom Hearts is the best game of all time. Yeah, Erica and... is like the biggest number one Kingdom Hearts stand. Oh my I God, you're Hearts my people. So much. Yeah, I I have made a King. I wrote a musical version of the first game and put one of the songs on my YouTube and it has puppets. I made, I hand sewed puppets of Sora, Donald and Goofy. And um, yeah, I, I <laughs> and I'm, I have like, five more songs that I wrote for this musical that is doesn't exist, but I just was bored and I wrote it um, that I'm planning to release at some point. So I am a big Kingdom Hearts fan. <laughs> oh my God, bonus material. If you could give us the song for this podcast, that would be amazing. Shane edited out it. She says no. Let's let's do that. Let's do the audio <laughs> drama fan series of Kingdom of Hearts the musical. <gasps> wow. Wow. I only have yes. one song out so far, and it's not the first song. I didn't go in order. I went in the order of which ones I like the best. So I started. I, started I know someone with a studio that can make this happen. Just in the middle, that's true. Hmm. Look at what we can look at what we can do when we put great minds together. <laughs> All right, ladies, time is a very mean mistress, and we are coming up on the end of our time together. I, I absolutely loved this conversation, so I want to give you a moment or two to sell yourselves. Tell all the people where they can find you, where they should look, and the things that they should experience. Laura, you go first. Okay. Um, I'm Laura Post Voice on, like, all social media that exists. So that's Twitter. That's Instagram. I barely use Instagram. And that's also my Twitch. And I have not been very good about streaming this month, but I usually try to stream once a week. And that's me. <laughs> Hooray! Um, I am not good and i didn't coordinate any of my uh social media handles so they're all different um so twitter is at erica harlicker and tiktok is at with a k erica and then youtube is at with a k games and instagram is with a k insta um and uh, that's you have to spell out with a K. Sometimes people are like, so I wrote K and then Insta. And I'm like, no, 
No, you spell out. All right, so here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Erica Harlicker uh, Erica Lynn Harlicker dot com, and you can find all of this stuff. Yeah, you can find all that stuff. Yeah, there, there you go. See, go to my website, Erica Lynn Harlicker dot com. Perfect. Shane and I were about. We were on the same wavelength. Great minds think alike. (laughs) Ladies, thank you so much for joining us, Shane. Have an amazing time. I cannot wait to hear about it. I will. And Laura's going to be joining us. Laura's going to be joining us down there on Saturday for for a live for game, the game show. right yeah yeah for the game show will will we be able to see it on listen see it on a podcast at some point at some point that is the plan it won't be live because i don't trust the internet uh at the convention center and i'm not chancing yeah. it but hopefully we're, yeah. we're the all signs point to we're taping it so we're gonna put it out there all right we'll be back next wednesday night with another uh, episode of in the land of aru Laura, Erica, Shane, thank you so much. Have a great evening. Thank you. Bye. To listen to this week's Carcerum episode, click the link in the description or search Carcerum, C-A-R-C-E-R-E-M, wherever you get your podcast. This podcast is a recording of a live show presented by the American Council for the Blind and Sunday Edition with Anthony. If you would like to be part of the live show, please follow at Carcerum the Series on social media or join the ACB mailing list by sending an email to community at acb.org. Also, be sure to check out the podcast Sunday Edition with Anthony on your favorite podcasting platform. For more information about Carcerum, go to carcerumtheseries.com.